You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Sunday morning, welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. It's a beautiful Monday morning here in New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, that shot is beautiful mm-hmm. on television. Watching on God. ESPN2, Until ESPN Until you fall in that water. <laughs> I'm not, first of all, first of all, I'm not getting in that water. You, we haven't had this conversation off air about going up and down the FDR or uh, West Side Highway. Yeah, that ain't really... Have it. Mm-mm. Oh, no, man. No. I'm just going to keep it 100. I see all the people doing the jet skis. Yeah. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. What are y'all doing? I'm like, it's the Caribbean. It's Mm-mm. not the Caribbean. No. It's the East River. It looks good to, from a distance, but as you get up on it and it starts to look real brown and murky. Yeah. Oh, no, you see what the mob has done for a long time. <laughs> Swimming with the fishes, exactly. literally and figuratively. People really do be jet skiing and that stuff. I, I was like, you know, coming back to New York is interesting, uh, Z and Jay. Coming back to New York and being here. You know, I'm, I'm excited to come back to New York, and I was coming here the other day uh, to to uh, was leaving. I think I was leaving something rehearsal or whatever, and our family was in the car with me or whatnot. And I'm at the signal light, mm-hmm. and I'm just at the signal light, like two seconds, like the light changes eh, eh, eh. right away. Like, dude, I haven't even had a chance to hit the accelerator. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> just dude, angry for no reason, dude man. Literally laid on the horn, <laughs> and I hadn't even gone through the light. So, the next signal. Was you know Uh-oh. just a few steps. He he at the next signal. So you know me, I'm dumb. I'd have pulled on the side of him. My kids like, no dad, no dad. I rolled down and went. I said, man, we in the same spot that you was. Where you going? You did all that to go no damn where. See, Laid on the horn. That's what. That's what you're gonna stop doing. You're gonna stop trying to reason with people who are unreasonable. That's no, he didn't. He just kind of looked at me and went on. But you know, I'm like, yeah, it was a different deal. Welcome to that energy. I, what energy? You're going nowhere. That, that energy that gets you all like riled up like that. That's no, constant in New York. nowhere. Key bringing a ton of passion on that subject. On this subject, Jay was absolutely as fiery as I've seen him in the week, plus that we've been doing this show on a very interesting topic. So over the weekend, a lot of stuff in the NBA happened. We had a 40-point triple-double and a buzzer beater from Luka. We had LeBron and the Lakers taking mm-hmm. control of their series. Yeah. We had the heat on the verge of a sweep of the Pacers that could finish it off today. We saw the Raptors score 150 points in a playoff game with 100 of them coming from their bench. Hmm. But all of that was overshadowed by what happened Friday night. Game three, Clippers, Mavericks, Montrez Harrell early in the game, first quarter, calling after a tense moment, Luka Doncic, a quote, bitch-ass white boy. Game four Sunday, they sort of settled the beef. They I can't hear you say court. that seriously. I, just we gotta, <laughs> I can't hear you say it seriously. Well, he's, he's yeah, he's sports center, man. Yeah. Go on, Z. Go ahead, Z. Go on, Z. It's just facts. Right? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just facts. reciting You're facts right. here. So at the end of the day, they did embrace it midcourt on Sunday. It wasn't a huge deal. Luca didn't even think that Harold had to apologize. Harold sort of did apologize on Twitter. But this has led to a much bigger argument because of the literal four words that were said and... If you're just joining us here in the 8 a.m. Eastern hour, Jay was very hot 
right before we went to commercial break, and you really haven't settled down. There's still plenty more to talk about. Yeah, here. just because I, I just want to be better at everything I do all the time. And I, I know it's lingo that was used back in the day. Uh, there's a lot of lingo that was used back in the day um, that is not acceptable now. And I think that we're in a heightened time where we can all be better. And one of the things that key frustrates me uh, being part of the black community. I grew up in Plainfield, New Jersey, predominantly black. All right. I, I pro, I've I, I've stood in marches. Uh, I pushed for legislation on national TV about reparation. Like I, I always step in that area and, and push for equality. And it's like when you course correct people, I get frustrated because then when I have other brothers that reply to me on social media, you get called things like Uncle Tom or Coons or, or things of that. So you're like, well, damn, like we can't we can't all strive to be better. So now I'm going to get cancel culture by my own community because I want to push everybody to be better all the time. Like, that's where we go. Like, it, it bothers me, Key. Yeah, I got to stay away from you. Man. I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> man, look, man, it, one thing I will tell you, Jay, is don't let. The little things like that bother you. You know damn well what you're doing. So don't get caught up in people being negative when you're trying to be positive. You, I'm serious. I have these same conversations with LZ Grandison that was on my show with me in L.A. Don't get caught up in people calling you an Uncle Tom or a Coon or whatever because they feel a certain way about the way they want to deliver the message. Don't get caught up in that. He was wrong for saying it. I said it. And I know damn well I ain't a coon. And I know damn well I ain't Uncle Tom. And everybody that know me know that. Mm-hmm. And he was wrong for saying it. He apologized. That's Montreal Harrell. He apologized to Luca and said whatever he said to him. And they went on about their business. And Zuba, when that happened, I said, all right, wash hands. Like, we good. Like, everybody move forward. Yeah, we, we know. We, we grow we build together. One thing that I know is right from wrong when it comes to my culture okay. and my community. Yeah. I know damn well. Uh-huh. Now, in basketball culture, having played in playgrounds and played in gyms with white and black and everything else, sometimes when you're playing and you're getting cooked by a white dude, you may say something like that, but it's not to the point where it is racist and you feel that way about them. And, and, and I've been in situations in teams where white dudes have said, I've been, I think I played with Chris Mully before, and Mully. We was clowning and Mully was saying something to the fact that this white dude's still cooking. <laughs> like from downtown. Like, so I don't get so wrapped up into that though, Jay. I don't want you to I don't want you to feel like you don't have a voice and you can't say something because people clapping on Twitter. It's just don't don't get caught up in that, man. I'm just telling you no, the no, God no. honest truth. No, I'm with you. I'm just saying that in 2020, if there's anything that all the years has taught us is that I just want to strive to be better, Key. You're doing all, an all excellent time, right? job so, and you're teaching and people. Thing, yeah, so it's if we all have that ability as people, as human beings, as all people that bleed red to strive to be better, then let's set that example. I, I, wish, he, I wish he wouldn't have said it because we wouldn't have to have this conversation. conversation. Okay, but he said it and he apologized. And now now we'll it's time on. for everybody to move on. And it's not the same as a white dude calling a brother boy or tapping a brother on top of his head. It's not the same. It really is not. And I want people to really understand that. It's, it's, and, and part of that, the benefit of that is when you've been treated a certain way for over 400 years, and not me personally, but my ancestors and, 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 and my family from years beyond, this is the way you're going to feel about situations, period. The apology was on his Twitter feed at Montrell's Twitter feed, uh, Montrell's Twitter feed, excuse me. Nothing but respect for Luca. He understood the heat of the battle and he said it didn't bother him only 
respect and respect was in caps. Let me just ask you a question coming from the outside. You guys are talking about the African-American community. I just want to sort of maybe think about what the average guy that's listening on his smart speakers or is at the gym right now or is in his car. Um, Are we at a point now in society where it's just impossible to take the high road because it's just gotten so toxic? Is it just one of those things where if somebody lambastes you and says something to you that's super egregious, that five, ten years ago you would say, you know what, who is that guy? I've accomplished this. I'm just going to let it go off my back. It's not a big deal. The old cliche, take the high road, there's less traffic there. Are we now at a point where you absolutely, positively, if you don't fight back and you don't respond is there something where you look at it and say, I just can't do that? Well, I'll tell you one thing. What happens due to social media is that you, society can just deem you guilty. If you don't. Before you even. Uh, uh, no, you I, I, I know. I know. I know. Key waves his hand and saying like, you know, screw that, whatever. But what happens, it's happened so many times where, I mean, once things get out into the atmosphere, if you don't defend yourself to some degree, then it just keeps running. People are wondering it why you're running. Not yeah, why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you talking to us? So like it. And I think that's growing up in this culture that we live in now where there's a need to always interact with people, especially right now during the pandemic where people are isolated, right? Like you don't, you don't have a lot of interaction with a lot of people. People are being very cautious of that. Like who can I interact with? Who can I bounce ideas off of? So what happens with social media, it becomes your filtering system, and it's easy to get lost in that. No, it, it is, and I've watched many people get lost in it, and I wave my hands off because I'm not one to pay attention to that stuff. I hear okay, you. if I need to apologize. But most people are it, pretty it, sensitive, it, right? If I need to apologize, I'm going to apologize, and I'm going to move on. Or I'm going to be Luca, and I'm going to drop 43 on your head, and that's my apology. Mm-hmm. That's, that is... How I answer you is by going out there and even this series at 2-2 and dropping 43 on you. So it's, it's a situation, man, at the end of the day for me is if you get caught up in worrying about what people on social media got to say when they push sin, you're going to be lost. If I worried about everything someone said about me my entire life and my entire career, Ooh, that's a lot. my damn name wouldn't be on the top. And that's 100. But wouldn't you say right now people on social media are in the exact opposite category? They care way too much. They do. And that's what I'm trying to tell Jay, who's sitting up here. No. No, stop, man, because you be doing that all the time. Doing what? Worrying about what them damn people saying. No, I don't. I'm just talking about how it relates to this particular situation. Okay, I I, I get it, but Look, we man, not, I, I've been I've been living. We gonna communicate with people on social media. We are gonna have fun with it all day, but we not gonna worry about some negative stuff. No, Key, I, I've been I've been dealing with this ever since I got in my motorcycle accident. You don't think that well, every if time you'd have called me, you wouldn't have gotten an accident because well, I would have told your dumb ass not to be on it. Well, I, yeah, I would have appreciate you being around, damn it, when the time was there. But all I'm saying is it, it, that stuff doesn't bother me. What happens, Trez and I actually had a full-blown conversation yes. about okay. it. okay. And I actually liked it because I walked away from having a conversation with him and be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. It still doesn't make it right in my opinion, but now we all learn from the situation. And that's what I've had a lot of growth moments in my life. That's how I look at these opportunities, mm-hmm. as growth opportunities, right? What do you learn from it? What do you take away? And how do you walk away as a better player? And I still find that same analogy applicable to my life as a person. Fair enough. Fair. Let's grow, move on to A to Z. I think we could all use a breather hey, at this particular point. Right. <laughs> pushing forward, Zubin. Dustin Johnson pushing forward. We only show we can have these conversations, that's for sure. That's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Making him only the third player in PGA Tour history to go 30 under or better. 11-shot win 
You knew something was up Friday when he had 11 birdies and 11 holes to start with a 60, and he yeah. ends with one of the most dominant performances in PGA. I career. shot that 66 Six this string. past weekend at the Hamptons. It was, you know. What course? I don't know. <laughs> well, you were the number one overall pick. Bring it back around. Circle it back around. And now Dustin is the number one player in the world. You see Key out there in the Hamptons with the, the, the toe sandals on and the shades. I look relaxing. like I belong, yeah, man. Yeah, baby. Play the part. They won't bother you. For the first time on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, we are talking soccer. Bayern Ooh. Munich won the European Cup for a sixth time by beating Paris PSG. Saint-Germain. Yeah, 1-0 in Sunday's Champions League final. And that will do it for the extent of our soccer conversation, probably <laughs> until the next World Cup. And Takuma Sato held off Scott Dixon to win the Indy 500 under caution. The race was run out in front of an empty grandstands for the first time in its 104 runnings because of the pandemic. Congratulations Ooh. I do not to like the that. Japanese superstar Sato, who also won the Indy 500 was he in okay 2017. After Everybody's okay. There okay. he is, drinking the milk. milk. Confirmation, it was all good for Takuma Sato. If I'm the Sixers, you didn't arrive at this place this season. How tough is this for to swallow today? I mean, it's difficult. What do you think the issue is with this team? That's a very stupid question. There's no issue. We're good. We just didn't win. I think you got to look broad picture. This isn't about one man or one decision. I'm looking at everything about the Sixers. That's Doris Burke basically enunciating what everybody was thinking, that the Sixers are in an interesting spot at this particular moment. Jay mentioned this earlier. It bears worth repeating. Al Horford as well as Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, if they're all on the roster next year just for those four players, it'll be $120 million. It's not exactly— What? Say that again? $120 million for four dudes, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford. We should also mention— we don't you know, know right? a lot, <laughs> What was the last team to have multiple, um, several players that make over $100 million? I Maybe think the Warriors? The, the Warriors guys, with Kevin guys? Durant, Stephen Curry, well, Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Key. That's why I the said the crazy. They also got better. They all, those players are better than those players. That's Period. what I'm, that's what not I'm, even close. That's what I'm talking about. They're the only players weren't giving multiple guys $100-plus million. Think but about when it. they gave them them contracts, though, they didn't think that they would turn out to be what they are as a team. Well, here's a couple of questions. The, it was headed in the right direction, Key, we right? we talk about this all the time. Which direction is the league moving, right? Pace, Pace yeah. space, three-point yeah. shot. Well, it's like, already moved that way. Steph started that. Yeah, and you already made mention in the first hour, like, you know, what's the last time? when's the last time we saw a championship team win with a traditional big? Tim Duncan, Shaq. Pow. Pow. And even, even Powell kind of was on the perimeter a yeah, little bit, right? That's pretty much it because you can't you – can't, KG was a stretch four. So here's my thing. You you yeah. then bring Al Horford, and God bless him, I'm all about guys getting their money. Get your money, Al Horford. But you gave him a big contract at this stage of his career. I think Al Horford is like 33. I, I think, Zubin, how you keep finding out how old? Absolutely. Al, keep 30, talking about 33, 34, I think, around that age. <laughs> Look, he's on it real quick. <laughs> right? At that stage of his career, Tobias Harris gets like the deal. And I love Tobias. That's my homie. 34. 34. Tobias Harris gets like the deal in the entire world for $180 million. He's the highest paid player on that team. You let go of Jimmy Butler. We didn't think Jimmy Butler was coming back anyway. You, you let your best shooter go, and J.J. Redick, he signs a two-year, $28 million deal with New Orleans. And now you're going to try to say, hey, we're just going to defend and have a whole bunch of wings. That's not the way the game is centered around these days, man. It's just not about defense. You need guys like that, can, shoot. Yeah, that can help relieve Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons considering they dominate the paint. Unless you have, unless you have an AD or LeBron that 
really doesn't have the consistent shooters around them, but they're able to still cook the way And let they me are. ask you this question. You and Alpha, every time we meet, you and I, we laugh about it, right? You walk in the room, everybody knows who Keyshawn Johnson is. <laughs> who is the Alpha on this team? Who would you say? I want you to ask me. Is Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Who Who is an Alpha? It, better I would, to lead? I would – I feel like it would be Ben Simmons. I feel like – Why do you feel like it would be Ben Simmons? I don't know because Joel Embiid just kind of like goofy to me. Like he doesn't seem – and I know he takes his craft serious, right? He's very serious about it. But it's at the same time, it just seems like he – I don't know. It's too many conversations about being lazy, not doing certain things, his weight, his this, his that. I never hear like he's the next thing going. And when you have conversations about who should be moved, I hear he should be moved more so than I hear Ben Simmons should be moved. When you hear who should they build around, I hear more times Ben Simmons they should build around and not Joe Allen Beats. That's why I think Ben Simmons is more of the alpha in this situation. See, I agree with you. The only question for Philly is, Will you get that same return for Joel Embiid considering his past history what, of being injured? What return are you looking for? Well, uh, you have to find a team that is willing to take on his salary contract of what you're going to – what he's being paid, right, considering the game isn't moving in that direction and he has a history of being hurt all the time, but you, right? But, you, but, but even though it's not moving in that – the game is not in that direction, you can always use – wouldn't you consider him one of the top two to three bigs in the league right now? Yeah. So you can always use that. I'm a think. I'm, I'm thinking for somebody that needs a a big in the middle. Like I, I just don't know. I don't know what team would play in that style. That let me ask you a question though. For Joel and B. Let me, That's let me ask question. you this question. I guess maybe he, Toronto. Maybe I was gonna say, could he fit in a Toronto? Could he fit into a? If you just dropped him in Houston, just dropped him there. How about could, the Knicks? I don't know what the Knicks gonna look like though. Well, I, I like I don't, it, you don't know what the Knicks are going to look like this next season because they're getting ready to scrap a lot of stuff and move a lot of moving pieces. That's, that's what I'm saying. But can he of, fit in Tibbs' system? Well, that, without <laughs> you talk about good theater TV, watching Tibbs and Joel and Beat every day would be great TV between those two and their personalities. What, what is? But it? I'm saying it's going to take a franchise that needs some cachet. You need a name, and maybe like if you want to go that direction, maybe that's the way you try to kick things off. Right, so like maybe like the Knicks could be a team like that. Maybe Charlotte could be a team like that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's only a couple handful of teams out there that would need a guy that you would say, "All right, we're going to start to try to see what happens if we build around him." One thing I want to mention here, and we want to talk about what's going to happen to Ben Simmons as well, because there's so much discussion about. And you might get MB. more trade value for Ben Simmons, actually. Correct, and you guys are throwing out teams like Toronto and whoever it might be. But Woj joined us earlier this morning on KJZ, and he essentially says it could be a moot point because the Sixers want to keep both Embiid and Simmons. I think that the preference of this organization has been to keep them together and maybe try it with a new coach before you break up, um, before you think about breaking that group up. You, you almost never get value when you trade players like that or trade a player, pick, pick either one. And I think that you've got to exhaust all of the possibilities with two players who are still very young, who still are under contract for years to come. They're not one of them. Neither is becoming a free agent and you're about to lose them for nothing. That's not happening. So I think there's a sense of we, we, we've had three – I think they've had three postseasons with those two, and, and obviously Simmons was out in this one. So I, I think there's a sense of there's other changes that can be made before you break up a core like that. 
and, and probably do a trade where you don't really get value back. So much for the split that potentially was coming. Woj says they want to keep them. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Michael Wilbon, who will be here in 10 minutes, and he's been following the NBA for decades. We'll get his perspective on it. I want to throw one thing out to you that not a lot of people are talking about. If that shot from Kawhi doesn't go in, I'm not saying they mm. win that game. But Different conversation. Then they get out of the second round. Finally, they've been able to do that under Brett Brown. Then they face a Bucks team. You never know. If that shot, one of the most dramatic shots ever, the only Game 7 shot to end a series in the history of the NBA, doesn't go up, hit the rim multiple times, and drop, this whole Sixers conversation could, I'm not saying would, could key, be totally different. You did start with if, right? If. If both my parents was white, guess what? I'd be white. Not black. The if is a fifth. You know what? You know I can't what? With you, man. No, I'm just telling you. No, no, I hear you. It's just like, come on. It, it, it happened. It was a shot. We can't get caught up in. Well, it bounced around, and it could be different now. Well, it didn't happen that way. You had a chance to correct whatever you want to deem as a mistake right. last year by not finishing the deal. You had a chance to do it this year. You were back in the playoffs, but you didn't advance. It just gives you. It just gives you insight to who led that team last year, Zubin. That was Jimmy Butler's right. team. Joel Embiid, and look ben where he Simmons. is right now. Exactly. Look where he are right yeah, now. Exactly. exactly. Look exactly. what he's done with that young talent in Miami. Old Tyler Hero. Oh, you want that ticky tacky ticky tacky stuff? Like he makes fun of Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero follows him. Robinson. Like, yeah, they, None. All, all these guys follow him. He leads them. And that was the same with this team last year. You lost Jimmy Butler. You lose J.J. Redick. That was the heart and soul of your team. He liked that, huh? If, <laughs> if both my parents are white, I would be white. That was but a good it, one. Yeah, but it, it, didn't it, happen. it didn't happen. That's only like the second most risque thing that's been said in the last 15 minutes on the show. It's These kingdoms the- <laughs> are serious, Scott, I'll tell you. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive as part of the Fantasy Football Marathon presented by EA Sports NFL Madden 21. Zubin Remember like. to sign up <laughs> and play fantasy football. Hey, who was the one that dropped the... Blank, you did. Right? No, now you're afraid to say it. Now you're afraid to say it. You've been saying you said it four times on the show. You don't feel pressured to say it. No, not at all. All right. Go check the podcast. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive as part of the Fantasy Football Marathon. I got your back, man. Don't worry. Presented by EA good. Sports, NFL Madden 21. Remember to sign up and play fantasy football by going to ESPN.com slash FFL or downloading the ESPN Fantasy app. Still to come, it's 824. It's August 24th. And one player oh, wow. wore them both. Wow. We'll talk about Kobe a little over 200 days since his passing. Today is his day, his birthday over the weekend. We'll talk about that next and where we all were at that moment. I'm sure each and every one of you listening right now remembers the exact place you were when you heard that news. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I've always said that I wanted to be remembered as a player that didn't waste a moment, didn't waste a day, did everything he could to try to overachieve. We lost probably the world's greatest Laker, world's greatest basketball player. We celebrate the kid that came here at 18 years of age, retired at 38, and became probably the best dad that we've seen over the last three years. To watch him grow, the legacy he established when he left, Kobe, will resonate in the city of Los Angeles forever. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And you just heard the voices there of Shaquille O'Neal calling him the greatest Laker ever. You heard, of course, there from Jerry West, who some people think is the greatest Laker ever. And you heard from Kobe there at the end. I saw Jay take a sigh here. I feel the same way. Keyshawn had a personal connection to him that we'll talk about here at 845. Want to quickly mention yesterday would have been Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday. Yesterday, over the weekend. Today is 824. The two numbers he wore, both have been retired. 824 is August 24. Orange County, California, where he lived for many years in Newport Beach, California, has officially dedicated August 24th, moving on every day in perpetuity as Kobe Bryant Day. Everybody's got a Kobe memory, including our Michael Wilbon, who's been covering the NBA for decades. He has penned an eloquent essay, which you can hear on SportsCenter, see on SportsCenter, and all of our ESPN programming throughout this very special day. Michael, I'll just kind of give you the floor. Um, January 26th, we lost a legend, and here we are on August 24th, and I'm not sure a lot of people are over this yet. Well, they're, they're not. And and it's not something that people are going to get over quickly or easily. And there's, I don't think there's any rush to do it. I don't think there's any timeline. Uh, I, you know, different people will take different times, different amounts of time based on how they felt about him, if they had a personal connection. And it doesn't even need to be personal just for, I mean, I know that, you know, I've had my heroes in, 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 a, in a more natural, less tragic way. Uh, my sporting heroes pass on from when I was a kid, and you you just it takes you don't get over it. Maybe you don't, um, and so I, I that's why you know in that essay I said it's 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 good to celebrate the life, and in this case the birthday of Kobe Bryant. Big brother Wilbon, how you doing, man? You doing well? Jay, I'm good. I'm good. Good to talk to you guys. As good well. man. Uh, you know that game last night. I just want to transition to something a little bit more up because the Kobe thing makes me really emotional, man. Same here. Um, watching Luca on <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it's so special, Mike. Like, what are your thoughts about how quickly he's ascended in the game to be mentioned with the greats already? You know, it, it's it's incredible, Jay. And, and you know, as we watch this unfold, it's it, it, I think one of the most incredible things about it is well, he, well, he's so young. I mean, you know, but there's some other people who are really, really, really young who are ascending also. Reminds me about LeBron saying the game is in great hands. Oh, my God, that, that's, that's a, a totally accurate statement coming from the most important player. 
um, that the league has had since since Kobe at his prime in terms of playing, in terms of being marketed, in terms of people identifying with him. And you're not, you're not. I don't think you're ready for a guy to be this good hitting these shots. Like all these stats that come out, the 40 point triple double, the youngest player to hit a game, a buzzer beater in a playoff game. I mean, all those things. These are things that count. These aren't. These are things that help his team. And look, I know the Mavericks aren't ready uh, to win a championship. I mean, it takes heartache. I mean, we, everybody w- except maybe what Magic and Kareem and Tim Duncan, everybody else, people who won multiple championships, they had their hearts broken. And Luca is like, he's trying to fly in the face of that. Now it's unlikely that he's going to join that list, but wow. I mean, and he's, it's just all on display all the time. It's, and it's feel for the game and all of that. And then, and then to watch Jamal Murray, and Donovan Mitchell go for 50 each of the game, which had never been done in NBA history. That was some basketball smorgasbord yesterday. But, yeah, the, the, the headliner to me is Doncic. Because, Jay, I don't know if you agree with this, but it seemed like to me he was gassed with about three minutes to go, and, and Dallas gave up that lead. And you're like, okay, they can't take him off the floor at all, not even for a second. So Mike, How is he going to gather himself? And he did. Why would Kawhi switch? Why would Kawhi switch well, on the so last possession? You, you, okay, that was my thing. Is why is Kawhi Leonard or Paul George two of the maybe the two best on-ball perimeter defenders in the league? Why isn't one of those guys on him? And Kawhi was on him, and and because Jay, I go crazy over this all the time. And Doc Rivers is one of the guys I sit in the office and talk to because I'm just of an age where when you were a kid and you were playing, that's your man. You guard this guy. You don't switch anything. Well, now they switch everything. It's, it's, it's the thing about defense in the NBA I don't like. And Doc is old school. I mean, we grew up at the same time together, believing in the same things in Chicago. You guarded your man. And so for Doc Rivers' team to do this, and I look, also, maybe Rick Carlisle just drew it up and they executed it in a way. I mean, Kawhi did. Uh, who set the screen? on Cle- uh, Cleaver set the screen, and he set a good one. And he, he I mean, he got screened off of him, but it seems to me – if you're Kawhi, you you got to fight through that because you want Kawhi Leonard or or Paul George on Luka Doncic in that moment, and neither one was on him, and so that's a that's an unsatisfying thing if you're if you're the Clippers. But what did you think when you? I mean, when he hit that shot, I mean, you you had to scream out loud. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of space in between right there. Now that I moved to to New York, Mike, you got to drop that man bag. You know that, right? No, man, there's more of those in New York than Cal, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you make of Luka in terms of the hierarchy in the NBA? You know the top five. got to have mm-hmm. that conversation. Where does he fit in? Is he right outside of it, or is he just barely at the number five spot? Well, now, like, if, Kenny Smith has had this great uh, position he's taken on, on Turner Broadcast. And he talks about how when these guys come back, and he, he doesn't mean just Luca. He, he includes guys like Donovan Mitchell and, and, and guys like Jamal Murray, that they are so young and ambitious and physically able to do this that when they came back from the hiatus, it was a new season. It wasn't a continuation. That they were progressed. It was like additional time for them to become great, and they have taken a step up, and now they're MVP candidates and not just all-stars. And I thought that was a, a, a great observation by Kenny Smith and so with that in mind, I, like, I'm still going to take, you know, LeBron, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, 
I'm still going to take those guys. You're going to take Giannis? James Harden. You're going to take Giannis? James Harden? I'm going to take Giannis. Kevin so Durant? There's five. There's Kev- five. But, but KD? KD, Steph? Let's go know, through I it, Mike. I, gotta, I, gotta, I mean, KD may obviously be there. I don't want to be unfair to KD coming off the kind of injury he's come off of. You guys know Achilles. People come back now from ACLs, given the technology and the, and the, and the, and the, 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 the medical advancements. Achilles is something people still haven't come back fully from. I hope he does. I hope he is the first, and I hope he breaks that 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 trend uh, or that history, if you will. But so KD healthy, sure. But wait, but he's not there. So are people playing the game right now? I guess I gotta go six. But if you ask me, who I would want to, to who I would want right now to start a playoff series. <laughs> He's probably in my top five. Mm-hmm. And I know the Lakers, what, we, what we've seen about the Lakers is, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, what we've seen about the Lakers is that AD has to be great. He has to be great. He has to be that every night. And he's been that in the last two games like he wasn't in the first game. Okay, fine. He, they all discovered that. He discovered that. And when AD plays like that, the Lakers very well may be, you know, your, your champion in waiting. What you, but, man, you want the ball on Luka Doncic's hands. How could you not? He's out there playing without his number two. Right. He's Mike, out there right. without Porzingis. Unbelievable to, to win that game yesterday. Mike, let me transition to the 76ers for one second. Because it, it seems like it's inevitable that Brett Brown is going to fall on the sword here yep. and be fired. How much control do you think Elton Brand really has? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And so, yes, the, the, you, you know they're going to have a coaching change. I mean, the way it's just out there like that. But is that going to solve the problem? Is that going to solve the problem? Or do, are they going to have to move? Are they going to have to break up the combination? Uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't, of those two great players individually, it's not working. So what is Elton Brand going to do? And is he going to receive that sort of support from management if he decides to break those guys up? And what can he get in return? That's the big question. Sam Hinkie signed Brand as a player. Now Brand has to decide what he wants to do with the players he's acquired. Michael, thank you so much. Always amazing perspective. No, ma- hey, no, listen, no man you. bags, man. <laughs> Don't listen <laughs> to him. Well, when, when the world turns right, and again, I, and I got I to gotta get to the studio with you guys and just have a man bag so he can, I can make Keith frown. <laughs> hey, I, I, I love uh, already you know, paying attention to you guys. Uh, good luck with everything with the new venture. Not that you need it. And uh, thanks for having me on. You know, I appreciate it. Love appreciate you guys. It. Yes, appreciate sir. You, you got that. it. It's hard to make Keith frown. The guy's smiling all day, every day. He's smiling right now <laughs> since this show launched. Yeah, Michael I, Obon. I, I, I had ahead. to tell Mike, we were in L.A. together. I don't know. We were having dinner or something, and we met up. I'm like, dude, you got a backpack around your waist. What, like, seriously? <laughs> Those <laughs> things are in right now, man. Man, stop. Come on, Key. No, it wasn't. It Okay. It's not Louis Vuitton. It's not the Gucci. It's not that. It's the leather. It's just, you know what I'm saying? He looked 75, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> look, at like, look at like my granddad, man. Yeah, like, stop. Doing it. Keep that pimp hand strong, Mike. Man, he had the pimp hand. Like, that's what it looked like. Like a broke-down pimp. <laughs> Shout-out to the fanny pack. Michael Wilbon with us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. Pack. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. More Kobe Bryant conversation on the way. Meta World Peace, who was part of the last Laker championship team in 2010, hit Ron, the shot. Ron is what we call him in Queensbridge. Ron, 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 our test. He'll join us at 9 10 a.m. Eastern and wait until you see just how close 
proximity-wise, he was to Kobe on that day. This is a poignant story you'll hear next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin back here, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Meta World Peace, who's coming up in 21 minutes. He was there on the floor, Game 7, with the late great Kobe Bryant, when the Lakers won their last championship back in 2010. In fact, he had a huge three-pointer in the final seconds of the game. Kobe was actually having a really rough game that day, and Meta World Peace bailed him out for that 16th NBA championship. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.